And welcome into Neutral Zone. What a Sunday morning it is. A victorious weekend of college basketball for the Big Orange. They travel to Lexington. Win going away, I think maybe the first time in the Calipari era where they Kentucky never once led in the game. That was pretty uh, pretty telling. I, and to see Kentucky fans heading for the exit early, early, I, much earlier than you would have expected. Um, you know, you thought that might game might they might get a little run there down the end. Drop a hundred, uh, one hundred three to be exact, on the Cats, and no post game press conference from their very own John Calipari, Coach Cal, making a cool ten mil a year. How would how would? Well, I don't think I have to ask how Vol Nation would feel if. Coach Barnes didn't – now, he's not making 10 mil, but still, you get the point. You know, you're there. You got to, you know, you got to be the big – you got to have your big boy pants on. You got to take tough questions. You got to, you know, at least form some reasonable, sensible responses to the questions and and how you're going to get this thing turned around. Um, I'm not ready to say Kentucky's just crap or, you know, they obviously – they were showing signs earlier in the year where they were, well, even just a few weeks ago, they were, you know, some hot, kind of hot flavor of the month, Final Four type, you know, consideration team. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt he could get it turned around. Uh, they certainly didn't. Uh, they missed P.J. for sure, it seemed like, uh, as far as setting up their offensive sets. But Tennessee just, it was like, you know, they could have had – Kenny Skywalker, they could have had Little Farmer out there uh, knocking down threes, and Tennessee was not to be denied. And I want to welcome in Aaron Burkos back here, pushing all the buttons, making it happen here, and Bob Baskerville right here to my side. Bob can be heard every uh, Monday through Friday morning, weekday mornings, what, six to, no, seven. God, I hope not six. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. No, uh, seven to ten, seven to ten. Seven to ten. I don't uh, think I could make it at six. To be uh, honest, well, I I start back uh, tomorrow, so the five a.m. and get up and cold shower. I don't know. Just kind of get up and do that, and try to get motivated and get going. But um, back to the grind, uh, as Kentucky will probably uh, be after that whooping yeah, that the they mon- took. The mines are cold this morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, if you look at some of the games, and there's plenty to break down. There was, I mean, there were some really dynamite games yesterday. Um, and, and some teams that really, really you could look at it and say, make comparisons. North Carolina, of course, they're on their home floor against Duke. Kansas is on their home floor against Houston. I don't know anyone saw Kansas just boat racing them. Now, Carolina, I'm not as surprised by that. Maybe the most surprising in that is that Carolina, of course, being ranked number three, uh, they're obviously by most pundits uh, a, a serious consideration or serious contender rather for a Final Four and and possibly even further. But they had a really good game without their star player. Tennessee's star player didn't really have his typical game. Man, this so doing this on the road, yeah, uh, against a top ten team 
up there, that sort of environment, and to never be trailing. And oh, by the way, you know, I'm thinking of the 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 memes or the the gifs where you know the the wrestler there, uh, you know, wakes up from the dead, and 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 lo and behold, it's Triple J and the game that he had. Wow, uh, you know, we don't. You're not expecting that every night from him, but even if you can just you know get the consistency and the lack of turnovers and you know get to the free throw line, use that you know that NBA body that he has, draw some contact and make some make some tough free throws and and score ten to twelve points is really all you need from him. Dalton Connect again, not his type of game, but. That's a that's a true sign that this team is uh, this is what they're capable of. Good morning, Bob. What what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts here? Obviously, very impressed, I'm sure. But um, and your Indiana State uh, Sycamores, by the way, they uh, they definitely yeah. look like a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, this they're March. fun. They're fun to watch. Fun times. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Good morning, everybody, uh, and good morning, boys. We that. I, you know, what we try to do sometimes is we try to analyze and give some uh, points of view regarding uh, uh, the way Tennessee plays and what they didn't do. It's hard to point a finger at anything. I mean, just think about this. The amount of runs, I'd lo- I didn't keep count of it, the amount of runs that Kentucky made at them. I will hand it to Kentucky. I mean, they, they, they didn't roll over. They just right can't play D. But, um, I mean – Dillingham, we'll be seeing Dillingham playing in the league, yeah. and he's he's a player. There's no question about it. But the the way te- Tennessee weathered those storms, um, very very impressed with it. And some quick factoids. I'm sure a lot of both of you guys have seen a lot of these, but I'm going to state them again because they bear restating. Tennessee improved to seven and one when they're playing top ten Kentucky teams in the Rick Barnes era. <laughs> Okay, you can say whatever you wow. want about Barnes and March and other things. That is our biggest rival, far and away. Yep, far and away, and he he's got Cal's number. There's no question about it. Oh, it, yeah, absolutely. It's only the third team in college basketball to score a hundred at Rupp visitors. The other teams were like Southwestern Louisiana and VMI, but uh, and for Tennessee, that's the most points in a road game for the Vols in 31 years. So I mean that. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, Friday, and I think the total on that game was what, like 160, 161 out of the gate somewhere. In there. I think it opened at that. Yeah, um, and, and and I was we were both. I like, think it came down a little, but yeah, I was, I was like, well, you we should take the over for sure on that. But I don't think anybody had it being you know close to two hundred yeah. basically. Yeah. Um. So, just so impressed, and you touched on it too, clone. I mean, uh, we. The team won it without connect, and that's okay. I mean, the, the it, after that South Carolina game on Tuesday night, everybody had a pretty bad taste in their mouth about what was going on with that team. Um, and there were all sorts of, uh, <laughs> you know, lines about, you know, everybody's, everybody's getting fed up with connect, taking all the shots, so they're laying back and all this other stuff. I don't think anybody laid back last night. No, I, I don't mean, think so either. <laughs> um I keep calling them the OGs, and it's probably not fair entirely to put Zakai in there, but Zakai was such a disappointment on Tuesday night. I included him in this grouping with Santi and Triple J. Yeah. And um, 
you know, by halftime last night, they had doubled their point output collectively that they had given against South Carolina. Uh, and then they ended up with the three of them combined, 63 points, 10 three-pointers, 11 rebounds, 16 assists, five steals, only three turnovers, and shot 20 of 33 from the field. Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, and, I, and I'm happy for Josiah and Santiago. That's their last time in Rupp. Man, what a, yeah. way to, what a way to finish your career playing out there. No question. You know, and, and back to ZZ, Zakai, I watched a lot of – college hoops yesterday i mean a ton i got to see some of your sycamores from indiana state and that team is so fun to watch i watched kansas that was a different kansas team than i've seen all year they look like i'm sitting there going okay wait a minute uh maybe they've been just this talented and they've not gotten it out of them um and we all know about dickinson but i mean James and uh, some of those other key players just were lights out yesterday. But I looked at it, and I watched all kinds of basketball. Zakai Ziegler was far and away the best point guard that I saw all day yesterday. You do that on the road in that sort of environment, that ruckus of a crowd and turnovers, you know, limit turnovers, the way he distributed the ball. I mean, what did he wind up like? Was it how many assists total? Like 13, 13 or 14? Okay. Um, it's just phenomenal. And, you know, again, getting everyone involved. And that was that was remarkable. I thought two second-chance points. You know, you go back to South Carolina coming into – again, it was, it was a lot of just effort and focus, and, and we weren't locked in. But that's – you know, still, man, I – I've watched enough South Carolina the last little bit. That's not a bad team. Now they didn't play as strong against Georgia, but that that team they still ended up winning by ten plus. Did okay. I didn't see yeah, the they, okay. They won by like fifteen or eleven, twelve points. Oh wow. Okay, so they, they really were, they pulled down, out the second they were half. Down like eight or nine for wow. A while okay, ended up winning. Well, I watched. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch a whole lot of that. I I kept seeing on the ticker where they were down in the first half. Um, and um, and then I you know the poor blue cane <laughs> that was just I mean what a good player I mean no no doubt local I, talent I, I, but, I don't know if you saw the play yeah, I yeah, was talking yeah, about that yeah. kid just like just yeah. sucked up the rebound yeah. and just and he's a freshman too uh, yeah and yeah. Uh, but he's a stud that Murray Boyles kid uh, oh yeah oh yeah yeah there's man I tell you what man there's some solid uh, you know and and I'm watching. A and M, and I'm, you know, I'm like, God, I'm. It's just watching Buzzball, Buzzball two, two It's like they, they, they bring their lunch pail. They, they make you work. But I watch them sometimes, and just the, the just the basketball IQ of some of their players at times, because they've got some talent on that team, and they're physical. Um, but I, you know, and again, you, a tale of two different halves: South Carolina at Georgia. It was like South Carolina flipped the switch. In the second half, apparently, and and I, I apologize, I did not see that second half. I just saw you know the scores in the first half. But Auburn was getting just absolutely smacked by Chris Beard's bunch down there, and then in the second half, yeah, I don't know, they what. ended up winning by like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like <laughs> you never, the... you never. I don't know. Maybe Stephen F. and Pearl got into their. <laughs> Tore the locker room apart. Um, but anyways, Tennessee 103-92 as, uh, again, just <laughs> –
the game that Zakai Ziegler. I mean, if you can bottle some of that up and just take some of that uh, into into March, man, that was. Um, but that hey, you know what? He's he's clearly getting his legs. Is the the recovery from the knee? Um, just the explosiveness to get in the lane and to finish. I I loved what I what I was seeing there out of them. Um, you know, it, it, as far as uh, you know, eleven and eleven again. You don't need much more. You don't need more than that uh, from Jonas Adu. Yeah, you'd like to see him finish a couple more around the rim that he had. Um, but you know, again, for if you if you'd have came, you'd have told me connect would have been five for fourteen and one from five one for five from three. And that one that he hit in the corner was probably the most contested three that he made, um, and that he only ends up with 16 points and we score 103, I would have – I mean, what would the odds been on that? Like, <laughs> no – like, plus 2,000. Probably. No chance. Uh, instead, Tennessee gets 26 from – Triple J, 26 from Ziegler, and 13 assists, man. That is uh, – and I'll tell you what, if Zakai, the last probably two weeks – now, he didn't shoot that well. No one really did against South Carolina. They just came in there and owned us. Um, but Zakai is starting to develop a little bit of that. Hey, he's gaining a little bit of the uh, opposition's respect from his ability to to knock down some shots. Man, that starts happening, and he can, he can just shred a defense with his quickness and ability to finish or kick out to an open connect. I love seeing that. I love seeing the some of the defensive stops we got. Vescovy, eleven points. He sends the the um, the blue hairs up in uh, Lexington, blows them a kiss there at the end of the game. <laughs> Anything else that stands out to you guys from just this game right here? Um, you know, you could probably nitpick and say, "Well, we gave up ninety-two, but." It was the so. pace of the game. At that point, as long as you're scoring and we clearly had a lead, uh, Kentucky showed they were not going to They weren't able to stop us. So we, you know, sometimes that, that gets into a just your mindset. Hey, we're going to give up a bucket. We're just going to keep pushing because they can't stop us. It's fine with me. I yeah. Mean, as long as you're scoring, it don't really matter. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Kentucky didn't hold a lead at all during the game. Not, which was not pretty, one time. Pretty damn impressive. They said, I think it was third time. Ever at uh, at uh, corrupt arena for what that Kentucky has never from 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 tip to final whistle (laughs) that they never led. That's that's pretty remarkable. It is that is remarkable. It was a big game from Triple J. I mean, I Mm -hmm. hope it. I hope that it's not a total fluke. You never know because he may be just wanting to come alive finally before we get to March. But it's beautiful to see. Watch, yeah, watch a lot of sad fans in the stands. It was beautiful. There's a great article on um, Rocky Top Insider that Ryan Shumpert did uh, post game, and it's about Zakai and how Zakai was approached. Like he had a one on one meeting with Barnes after that South Carolina game, and you know we can say all we want about Barnes getting on his players. He's pretty relentless on them, but he said Barnes basically was like. Um, I think you're one of the best point guards in the country, but I can't be the only guy getting on guys. And his point was, you've yeah. got to you've got to emerge as you know you're you're the point guard, you're the leader. And um, if you read this article too, there's a quote from Josiah Jordan James saying that Zakai used choice words that I can't use in front of you guys in the locker room. So I, I mean, I think 
somebody got in, you know, Barnes got into ZZ's head a little bit, but in the best way after Tuesday night. And you see what happened, man. He responded. Yeah. He, uh, like, and that, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. The kid's so tough. Um, yeah, he took it as a motivator. So um, good on him for that. Uh, you talked about the post play. You talked about Adu. Um, Adu was, in my opinion, a little timid offensively. Um, yeah, I'd like we- to. I'd like to see him just slam a few more. Yeah, home. he just needs to go straight up and just put it in somebody's mouth. Well, and he's been. He that's was, pretty much all he needs to do. He was doing some of that, Aaron, until this was. week. Yep. This week, South Carolina. He was the same way. You know, he missed yep. that layup right at the yeah. beginning in South yep. Carolina. So he missed, I agree. He with missed you. what four laps at the beginning of the South Carolina game. Yeah. So I, I think so. that. Uh, that, that said, he's, you know, double doubles a double double at that level. So there's, oh, yeah. you know, nothing wrong with that. Awaka, you know, I was talking. We had Ryan on the show. We have Ryan on the morning show every Monday. We'll have him on tomorrow too. But what we he and I talked about last week was a little bit concerned. Tobey had only played five minutes in his last two games, and that was prior to South Carolina. Um, I forget what he played against them, but he, you know, they, Ryan said he was like he's he's the one guy on the team, even more so than Josiah. He goes, I see him struggling a little bit, yeah, and he's got to get back into a flow. Part of the problem for him, it happened again last night. Two fouls early, he has to sit. But man, when he came I in, I'd seen him take that tech. Yeah, I was gonna say after that, you know, he he impacted the game in the right. second half. Four points, six boards. But played 10 minutes, and I feel he's got to get at least 10 to 12 minutes at least in a yeah. game. And so that was a good sign, too. Uh, the Cameron Carr play, uh, I mean, Cameron Carr coming into the game did not even recognize he was in the game. Right. Um, and then he made, I would say there were two plays in that game. Just, these are my votes for the two most important plays in the game that kind of helped maintain or swing momentum. Um, and Cars was one of them. It was in the first half. Tennessee was only up four. Santi threw a horrible entry pass into Jonas. It got mm-hmm. deflected, yeah, deflected, stolen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Santi, to his credit, jumps in there, gets it, kind of bobbles it, throws it to Carr. Carr dribbles up and throws that alley oop to Josiah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was only a four point game. If Kentucky got that ball and scored, it's going to be a one or two point game. Yeah, and the crowd's just yeah electrified. But yeah. but then that play swings the game, and it's not just a bucket for Tennessee. It's an alley oop, which is really deflating oh, yeah. for yeah. the uh, the opposing team. Sure. Um. It, so that vote for for me was for sure in the first half the most one of the most important plays, and then the second half the one I think it was when. Tennessee was up seven. Kentucky was making one of their runs. Zakai throws that alley-oop to Jonas. Jonas kind of gets it deflected, and Zakai grabs it and banks it in right before yeah. the shot clock ends. I, I can't mean, believe they reviewed that one. I know. It, it drove yeah. me crazy. It really wasn't close. No. You know? not No. He had like .5 on the clock when the ball left his hand. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean – how Cameron Carr ended up in the rotation, I'll never know. But he he actually – now he took a horrible shot from the base. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the top of the backboard. And, you know, I could just see – yeah, you could see Barnes being that, you know, to not to like make an example of him, but to sort of like, hey, but this this is a, this is a perfect example right here, guy, you know, adversity, you know, getting knocked down, really uh, horrible situation, then boom, he, you know, he makes the most of it and then, you know – I, I can see Barnes, you know, with his little, you know, kind of his little subtle jokes and oh, just yeah. kind of saying it, not to not to show the kid up. Um, I don't think that's uh, clearly that's not his 
style. Um, that that play though that Carr made that alley oop. I mean, you think about how intense that environment was. The fact that he doesn't get any minutes. Yeah. It was a hell of a play. It man. really was. You, you, yeah. you know this. You've yeah. played ball. You have to have a little bit of a touch on you, an alley-oop like that. You do. You, know? you do. Just to come in, yeah, right out cold. Uh, so a friend of mine, we were we were texting last night about, like, you know, as the game was taking place. And I'm going to present this to you guys. Uh, I don't know, you know, Bob, maybe you have Aaron. I'm, I'm not sure how many college basketball, basketball venues that you've been to. Um, but – I'm looking at this, and I, you know, I started thinking about this last night. I thought, you know, I, I thought about this. Somebody asked me before the game, and I said, look, if Tennessee just goes in there locked in and focused, I said, I think we're tougher physically. I think we'll take the crowd out of it. My opinion, and I'm not just saying this based on last night because we went in there from opening tip to final whistle, just dominated them. But I think Rupp Arena – now, certainly the patino, when you got a patino and you've got, you know, all those athletes that can shoot threes, they know how to rebound long threes, they know how to defend uh, 90 feet. That These guys, but this court at Rupp Arena, and you talk about a ruckus crowd and environment, I don't even think it's one of the top three or four in college basketball. Like, yeah. craziest. I, I look at it, I was sitting there, the two that come to mind for me – our uh, Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas, that one is insane. Obviously, Cameron Indoor, I can't stand the Dukies, but that that is a part of that is because of how Cameron, many. I think Cameron gets a little more hype than it deserves. It's tiny and it's loud, but yes. still, it, it's kind of a toilet. It is. It's a toilet. And I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Based on to Rockish play crowd, yeah. yeah, because too, it's it's they're literally right. They're, it's almost like the way it's designed. They're right over you, and right. even your bench, you feel like, hey, they're 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 like standing over uh, because of the way how steep it is right. and, and the way it's set up. That the 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 student body is right on the floor. Right. Um, well, I've me, I've always said this about our court. Horrible for concerts because acoustically it sounds like crap. Yeah, but that's perfect. That. That's perfect for basketball mm-hmm. because the sounds bouncing off those concrete walls the whole game. Yeah, everybody's going nuts. Oh yeah, and yeah, to- Tommy it's, Bowl is it's one it's, of the loudest places is. in college basketball. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, and and hats off to uh, Danny uh, AD Danny White for moving the student over you know under the the goals i i love that uh and it was and, that way for a while when i was there and then yep. they took it away took it away they you're right it, they moved it back and yep. now danny's put it right back he's put it I right was there yeah i was standing right by the stanchion during the north carolina game when roy williams got every call he possibly could oh <laughs> when we gosh. played him at home we ended up yep. losing by about five but we were leading the I was whole at game, game. yeah and then with about six and a half minutes to go, Roy Williams got the zebras on his side the entire rest of the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. I uh, I remember that well. I was at that game. It was a uh, what was that? like a Saturday afternoon game. Saturday afternoon. It was yep. ugly outside. Yeah. I remember they, that game. They had to stand outside the stadium to get in because you know I was actually sitting beside in the same row beside uh, Fox Sports Radio's very own uh, Russell Smith. Nice. Russell Smith, I was I was sitting with royalty that day, yeah. and um, yeah, but 
No, it was it was great. Uh, it was a good game. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. Most, um, most fun I've been to though was the game where uh, Admiral dunked on him on Kentucky at the very end. Well, you're gonna call me crazy, but still one of the the best environments I've ever seen in there was just after Thompson Bowling Arena was built, completed. And Nolan Richardson and 40 Minutes of Hell came in there. And when Allen Houston blocked Todd Day's shot, that three-point attempt, and we won, I mean, that was – I mean, they had Big Nasty, Mayberry, Todd Day. That that team was loaded. Obviously, they went into the Final Four that year. But, uh, you know, Allen Houston just put the team on his back. But that that place was – and I was up. I, I um, you know, this was before – you know, you have any clout. You know, nowadays I I know Bob, so I can get seats down. You know, real close, <laughs> real low. Uh, this was this was up where you take a handkerchief with you, and you know, your nose starts you know dripping a little, bleeding. But um, I man, that that place it felt like the building was moving. Um, but I you know look, it's uh, it's fantastic. I don't I don't know when Bob maybe can answer this, Aaron. When the Next, uh, uh, Ken Palm, as far as his rankings update, and when Does he update his daily, he Bob? does. Okay, yeah, okay. he's already done it. Um, okay. And Tennessee, they're still sixth on Ken Palm, but they they're only um, a tenth, a hundredth of a point behind Auburn for fifth. Mm-hmm. Their offensive efficiency went up to fifteen. They went from nineteen to fifteen in just that one game. That's so good. yeah, yeah, they're. They're, uh, Houston's still top of the list. They were just so far out in front of everyone yeah. that even with that loss yesterday, they're they're still top there. Yeah. Um, Something tells me with Houston, and this is just me. Don't 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 you know? Certainly, if you want to save the receipts and and I'll eat crow, but <laughs> I just and I and I love Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson, I think he does a phenomenal job. But I just something with that Houston team that I look at and I go. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Look, look, clearly, right now, Connecticut is on another level. They went. Connecticut goes into a great environment, MSG, and beats a very talented team, well-coached team, and just handles them with ease without one of their best players. We, I mean, this team is going to repeat. Well, that the very, very strong chance they could. No, I agree. I was going to talk about them for a second. Um, we have a guy on on Fridays, uh, a guy by the name of Eli Hershkovich, who's a, a sports betting expert. However, John Reed and I were complaining about this yesterday because his his pick of the weekend was he liked St. John's in that game against UConn mm. because he felt UConn was a bit as he called it, fraudulent, and uh, they were coming to the garden, and it's Patino, yeah. and I get all that, but what escapes people sometimes is UConn. That place was probably half full of UConn fans. They yeah, it was. They very, very well when they're up in the Northeast. Yes. And um, they're, they're good. They really answered a lot of doubters yesterday with Alex Caravan being out, the mm-hmm. guy you're referring to. Yep. They have some serious, serious talent. Um. That Stefan Castle kid is a freshman. Yeah. He's, he'll be gone. He'll be one and <laughs> yeah. done. He is an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very, very good. I, I came away yesterday like they're so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about you know has you know certainly has has Kansas put their name back into the consideration for one of those deep March runs again. And again, one game, but they they impressed the hell out of me yesterday. You know, Bill Self typically gets his teams ready by tournament. Uh, a lot to talk about. You got Purdue, another top ranked team today. They go into a, a crazy environment there in uh, what Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, so you know that game's like a two point spread for a reason. It's a that'll be an interesting game. It should be a you know definitely a, a game down to the end, uh, uh, down to the wire. So we'll talk more about it. Fleet Tire One Eleven. East Woodland Avenue making it possible here in the first hour. Big shout out to them, Fleet Tire. We'll come back with more Neutral Zone right after this on Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at northknoxsidingandwindows.com. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway, give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio.
And welcome back into Neutral Zone. We'll, uh, we're going to open up the uh, phone lines here and uh, get some calls going in here. Talking, breaking it down, college hoops. Tons to talk about. Uh, we haven't even dove into any of the crazy NCAA, Tennessee uh, craziness, uh, madness going on. And, and please, Tennessee fans, we love you. But don't storm the uh, and tailgate the uh, the <laughs> federal court uh, courthouse steps of uh, in Greenville. Not a good look. Um, nah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, we've uh, we've got uh, you know with with basketball and and a lot of a lot of big games coming up down the stretch. Tennessee, of course, will get Kentucky again. Um, here, who's to say? You know, we might even get uh, we might even get a you know a little SEC tournament action with them. So, you know, uh, careful. You know, throw a little shade at Kentucky fans, but move on quickly. You know, because uh, this uh, it's still a long season, man. And let's enjoy it and um, let's get back on a win streak. Let's let's get it rolling. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, uh, we you know I saw some people yesterday were were already back on the Alabama to win the SEC train hype train. Um, I, you got to say though, Oates Nate Oates is a hell of a coach, man. He he gets a lot out of those guys. Now now we we suffocated them that day here uh, on on Rocky Top. But let's go ahead. Uh, I believe we got a we got a phone. Phone call here. We'll we'd love to hear from you as well. 865-546-8200. and let's uh, let's welcome this uh, caller into the neutral zone. Welcome in. What's going on, Cloney? What's going on, man? Man, what a uh, what a performance last night. MP. I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, <laughs> all day. I thought it was going to be a 15-20 point loss. Just because we've not played well up there the last few years, and it seems like the teams that have done well up there have been kind of the middling teams. You know, that full Christian yeah. team was very good, and then the Keon Johnson team. I mean, they they had the talent, but they ended up flaming out. But um, mm-hmm. man, what an enjoy enjoyable game last night to not ever trail. To never, yeah we we touched on that on the opening MP with. Uh, what the third time uh, ever at a, at Rupp Arena for uh, you know Kentucky was ranked obviously which how many times have they not been ranked in a Rupp Arena but uh, that they've never led at any point in the game that was that was quite remarkable. How long are they going to keep this charade going with uh, with their coach? Do you think? Well, if you see the, you know, if you you, you saw the fans last night, their displeasure, uh, you know, I, them leaving early, you know, filing out the exits uh, with several minutes left in the game, and you know, like nine point eleven, and get it to nine, then it's eleven. You know, I mean, it, it couple couple of turnovers and quick threes. You know, you're you're right there in it, and you'd like to have those eight to ten thousand that filed out. Um, but uh, I look. I think the disconnect between the fan and the coach uh, is clearly happened there uh, after Calipari, you know, ducked the uh, press conference last night. Well, the other thing I would say there is um, I've heard from a friend of mine who is uh, he lives up in Louisville, and um, he's a Kentucky fan, but he's a realist too. 
and he's a big consumer of um, KSR, Kentucky Sports Radio, and they used to have a really good relationship with Cal. You know, they'd get him on the show a lot on the radio, and he quit doing their show about two seasons ago and has never he won't even communicate with them at this point you know so i mean he has definitely gone into some level of lockdown and part of what happened with those ksr guys would they would ask they'd ask tough questions i mean they yeah. weren't trolling him but they'd ask pointed questions and apparently mm-hmm. he didn't like hearing them and that's you know what happened last night that is exactly why he didn't do the post game he didn't mm-hmm. want to have to hear about it you know from from the the, the journalists and everyone else and um, I think it's telling, though. I really do. And there's, and it, it I is think a, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's a very split faction of fans up there, and I, and yep. I'd say it's growing larger and larger. Uh, Anti Cal. I just hope he can <clears throat> run it into the ground enough to where they don't make a splash higher, because I could see them trying to throw all their eggs at Oats. Yep. That's exactly who I was just thinking. Yeah, it, it is It is interesting, too, last night. You probably saw it, too. Um, so who was the guy who, you know, there was one guy that was lighting Tennessee up, Rob Dillingham. Dillingham, yeah. And he's on a heater, has 11 points in, like, about, felt like about 12 seconds. And Cal's working his rotations, takes him out, takes him out. Kentucky's making a run. He benches, uh, and he did the same thing. I think Justin Edwards hit a couple buckets in a row. Cal benches him. And I don't think he's necessarily disappointed. It's just this is what the Kentucky fans struggle with. It goes back to the Wednesday or yeah Wednesday night game against Florida, where you're up three. Florida's got the ball with a few seconds left. Conventional wisdom says you foul to right. to try to avoid them getting a chance to tie. They didn't do it. Florida hits the three to tie the game. They go to overtime. They lose. There's a lot of people looking at this saying that you know Cal has has always been accused of being kind of a roll-the-balls-out coach, not yeah. much coaching. He just yells go and run and yeah. a lot of histrionics on the sidelines. Um, that stuff's really getting magnified at this point with that fan base. I wonder if in a lot of there, you know, I've been reading the, the rafters, which I like to do a lot. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so his thing is, you know, he'll get your guys to the NBA, and apparently that's a big point of pride for him. It's kind of his calling card is, you know, I care about these kids after they leave here. And he's probably a, a real decent human. You know, I don't have any problem with the guy. But I wonder on those rotations, is it, you know, is he promised kind of those kids, hey, you're going to play a certain amount of minutes. I need to, even though Dillingham's hot, I'm going to, I'm going to put this other kid Edwards in here for the, you know, it's kind of like a scripted yeah. substitution. Is kind of maybe. It almost seemed like he he played it that way last night. Yeah. At, and, and at a couple instances. I think it's a fair question, too. And, you know, we've talked about this on previous shows, and I know this um, uh, kind of firsthand that, you know, that was part of why B.J. Edwards left Knoxville was they came in to the Tennessee staff after last season and said moving forward hey if I'm going to stay I got to play 20 to 22 minutes a game and we know coach Barnes well enough by now he's (laughs) I don't think unless you're Dalton connect he's probably not going to promise that to anyone right and um and so BJ left and I think that is kind of indicative of what's going on with today's um High level college basketball mm-hmm. players, I think, and so maybe Cal is managing some of that, and 
I could see Cal being one that's a little more, you know, again, if he's he's all about cultivating guys to make it to the league, I could see him maybe agreeing to those kind of demands. Because I guarantee you, if it's coming from B.J. Edwards' camp, it's coming from the camp of other players that are much more highly recruited than B.J. Yeah. was. I could see him being more loyal to that yeah. than them winning basketball games in the Kentucky program. I mean, I could see him being, you know, hey, I've got four Final Fours. I've won a national title here, a bunch of SEC tournaments. So, you know, coaching out my string, I'm making my $10 million. This is – Yeah, multiple uh, opportunities yeah. to move to the – you know, back to the NBA. I mean, he mm-hmm. – you know. That's a great observation, man. I really think that there is – there's something there. Claude, in a couple of years, I mean, Barnes needs to get Blue Kine. Blue Kine transferring here, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we get Blue Kane in here. I mean, uh, this guy, I mean, he give us about uh, 18, 20 minutes a game. I mean, no, nah, I mean, Blue Kane, look, he's a he's a fine fine player, man. Um, he's found a uh, found a role down there. He's the most uh, successful out of those Catholic yeah. kids so far. I mean, as far as how they're translating to the college game. Yeah. What's BJ do? Is BJ doing any good at SMU? He's he's um, he's playing. He's playing at SMU. He started some games. He's averaging you know eighteen twenty minutes. Um, he's he's averaging like no exaggeration. We because we've looked at this like four points three or four rebounds, three or four assists a game. And, I mean, that's fine. Those are fine numbers for a backup, I would yeah. say. I wouldn't say that's a frontline player. Uh, but if, he was being touted by yeah. some. And, and most local kids, you you know, you part of your, you know, your – you know, your heart's telling you one thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, this this guy could be all SEC-level player, you know, year two or year three, and that's clearly where he's at right now is he's he's a decent backup point guard. He's, you know, and I and I think Barnes and them, maybe they saw something there and just said, hey, yeah, you know, 18, 20 minutes, I can't guarantee you that. He, he could I can be. clearly go get someone in the portal that could be, you know – impact games much greater than what you could and that's no disrespect to the kid it's just where it is and i don't think i don't think it's coincidental there were there were concerns about bj's ability to shoot the ball and so tennessee you know bj leaves tennessee gets jordan ganey and say what you want i know he you know for we didn't even talk about that last night he shot two for eight i felt he shot too many times but I do think that's a better shot taker than a B.J. Edwards. B.J. Edwards is a point guard, good point guard. And again, it, the, the, the story is still very early on B.J. I mean, he's, he's someone who's obviously going to have to play four years somewhere. Um, and who knows? He could, he could still emerge. I, I hope he does. I, I have no bone to pick with that kid. I, I, I wish him the best. But, I, you know, there's, there's some work to do there. All honesty, guys, we need to get Barnes needs to go find a guy like St- Stephen Castle, get a freshman in here who can be the difference maker when it comes to March. I mean, that guy is just – he's a real deal Holyfield. We need to go out and find a guy like that. There's plenty of those guys out there. Hey, I tell you what, Triple J was so good. He was. I mean, that's what makes the, the last, you know, the first league of the of the league schedule. Him just not even acting like he wanted to take the ball to the basket. Didn't want to look to shoot. 
if he if he reverts back to that man, it's you talk about disappointing. No, yeah, I I agree, man. So MP, where I know, man, I've watched the, I've watched some games with you. Sorry, I wasn't able to get out there last night, um, but uh, I'm sure you uh, I'm sure you kept the uh, kept the tap handles pulled and uh, and uh, we're sitting there front and center watching some. Uh, well, had Colonel Jim in the house. Too. Oh my God, man, that might have been the. Uh, <laughs> That would that might have uh, that might have forced me to to Uber over there or something and get a get a ride over there. But uh, now nah. on the way out, yes. what do you think this Super Bowl? I mean, what? Okay, give me your thoughts. I'm gonna give you my. Well, okay, so I said, uh, you know me. I guess I'm a little bit maybe just a little conspiracy theorist, but and and everyone knows I'm you know I'm a Bronco. I despise the Chiefs, but I'm also I, look, I despise the Patriots, but I th- there's there's been two quarterbacks in the last twenty years that have sort of dominated the playoffs, and we're we're seeing one right now. Um, I think it's I, I I said the NFL it was it was too much of a money grab for them not to get and listen t- they wanted Tay Tay to be the halftime performer they've tried getting her she doesn't need that you know typically they get someone who's trying to relaunch their career uh you know a la uh, dr dre and snoop dogg a few years ago which are still one of one of my top five best super bowl half times but anyways uh i think i think it's uh i think it's easy money for me i won't say easy money but i just find it hard to believe that the line open San Francisco minus one and a half. It's already went up to two. I'll be interested to watch and see what sharps where the sharp money comes in, and I think that'll that'll start to happen later this week. But I gun to my head, yeah, I'm I'm not betting against uh, Mahomes. That guy's just he is today's like Kobe Bryant to his sport or Michael Jordan. He took it personal last you know in the playoffs. I don't know, MP, if you ever saw the the sports science documentary where they were talking about quarterbacks and how they can monitor their heart rate, they can moderate their uh, monitor their pulse and all that. And they they had his like during um, a couple of the games where they were trailing, and his it, it never changes with him. He in the heat of the moment, and and honestly, you could kind of say Peyton had a little bit opposite of that. Peyton kind of tightened up a little bit, and I love Peyton, always will, but um, he didn't win the Super Bowl for, for Denver when when they were there. I didn't think he really, you know, deserved any kind of MVP status or award when when he won in Indy, uh, but I, I, I just think this guy's generational. I think Kansas City's defense overall is playing better. I trust Kansas City's defensive coordinator versus the clown in San Francisco, the one glaring weakness is uh, you can run the, the, the football on Kansas City, and that's got to set up well. I mean, there's a reason why Vegas has Christian McCaffrey minus 280 to, to score an anytime touchdown. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I just think Mahomes will do Mahomes things, and I think they'll find a way. And then I think uh, I think Taylor Swift and uh, I think Travis Kelsey will propose to her. 
there in uh, in in Las Vegas. I just think that there's so much there on the line. I, I think the the officiating help that they've gotten along the way. I don't know at this point. The NFL has monetized off of it because they're getting two more weeks of Taylor Swift. They're getting they've wanted her for a halftime show numerous times that she's turned them down. So they're going to get all of that now. They're getting everything. This will by far be the highest rated, not even close. It'll shatter numbers uh, as far as viewership. But to end, yeah, everything I think just at the end of the day, I think Kansas City, I think it'll be a one-score game, and I think you'll see – wouldn't be surprised if San Fran gets out a little lead and uh, two of the Super Bowls that Kansas City's already won, they didn't score first. Philadelphia scored on them first last year. I think it'll be a kind of a carbon copy of that, and Mahomes will do Mahomes things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for, for the Frisco to be favored, I know you, you look at the – you look at the rosters on paper, they got a little bit better material, but mm-hmm. I think Shanahan's just a goof. I mean, they should have lost to Green Bay. They definitely yep. should have lost to Detroit. Yeah. I mean, they're just fluking these wins, and Kansas City's look dominant in these playoffs. Yeah. I, 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 told, I told our friend Basilio this a couple weeks ago, and I said, here's the book on Shanahan. I had an NFL scout tell me this, uh, you know, not in the same division – no ties to San Francisco, but just kind of the book on him is, um, and if you go back to that Super Bowl, he was Dan Quinn's guy calling plays when the Falcons, you know, basically falconed up and, you know, and and choked that game away. Belichick made adjustments, and he didn't. He is great at scripting and getting the game script and, and developing and getting his players in situations to thrive by, by via matchups. But man, if he goes off script, it's it's a little tough for him to uh, to uh, adjust. But uh, MP, we got a break. We got a, a top of the hour break here. Um, anything else you got for us there out the door? I mean, no, that's it, man. Uh, good show, and I will. Um, hey, yeah, download the listen uh, as they say in the trade. Yeah, 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 man. I appreciate you, MP. Oh my. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, yeah, download if you uh, if you haven't. I was I was texting with some buddies there last night. Like, hey, man, how do you, how do you stream it? You know, you have Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports Knoxville uh, app. Easy, so easy. Big big orange uh, colors to it. It's and, just and the app just got rebuilt. It's, re- ooh, it's, it's great. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's got better. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, utility. It's uh, okay. Yeah, the user interface is is good. Fantastic. Things moving up. Here at Fan Run Radio, we got to get a halftime break. We'll come back with more Neutral Zone and a lot of other things to dive into. Super Bowl right around the corner and this NCAA mess, uh, which really is much much to do about nothing, but the NCAA is trying to dig up some old stuff and literally move the goalposts. We'll, We'll give you our take on it as well. Come on back, more Neutral Zone right, right after this halftime break on Fan Run Radio. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game, Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in 
with Inward Half. It's time for the North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week. Brought to you by North Knox Siding and Windows. Call 865-689-0505 or visit them online at northknocksidingandwindows.com. This week's North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week is Maryville High School's Jonathan Woodley. Woodley had 26 points and an 80-73 to double overtime win for Maryville Saturday against Farragut. The sophomore guard also had 14 points in the Red Rebels' 65-59 to loss to Bearden on Friday. Maryville High School's Jonathan Woodley this week week's North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week. North Knox Siding and Windows, locally owned and operated. They can handle all of your siding, window, gutter, and roofing needs. Call 865-689-0505 for a free estimate or go online at northknocksidingandwindows.com. Life is more fun with a Good Life checking account, offering extra benefits including bank travel. Join us for a trip to Mackinac Island for a stay at the beautiful Grand Hotel. Travel with us to southern Utah to witness the enormous, colorful, and unusual rock formations. Or join us on one of our many day trips. We're always on the go. Citizens National Bank. Banking never felt so good. Member FDIC. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit Rogers Hydrant service.com. Are you tired, suffering from fatigue, low energy, or decreased muscle mass? Evolve 865 is your go-to for customized testosterone therapy. In and out with no appointments needed, open six days a week, Evolve 865 even offers weekly take-home injections for those that can't make it to the office. Evolve 865 also specializes in medical weight loss, aesthetics, and hormone replacement for women. Go to Evolve865.com today for more info. That's Evolve 865. You're listening to FM 105.7 and AM 1340, WKGN Knoxville, and W289CU Knoxville. Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today.
Welcome in the second half here, Neutral Zone Fan Run Radio in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Lots of college hoops yesterday. Uh, Texas with a, yeah, I'll say a mild upset at TCU. Uh, Vanderbilt, I see where they finally snap uh, Skid. Uh, we were we were just talking, you know, again, some of the people that were talking about you know, a lot of callers uh, throwing some shade at Tennessee for losing. Yeah, they listen, they came out flat and okay. did not play well, uh, did not seem like they did not give their all for Tennessee against South Carolina. But South Carolina is a hell of a team. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for people – to see and Bob, to your point, that, that he may very well be the coach of the of the league right now. Oh, there's year. There, I mean, I, he's got to be the front runner. The chat, yeah, I think he's. I think Lamont Paris is front runner for SEC coach of the year. And now they were saying it yesterday on some of the halftime studio shows that he, you know, you have to start looking at him for consideration for national coach of the year. They're yeah. nine, nineteen and three at a, at a one of arguably. Uh, we on the morning show we had Chris Dorch on one day who's a um, basketball writer, uh, yeah. really really credentialed one about to become yeah. a Hall of Fame basketball writer, and for his money he made the mention that South Carolina, maybe even more so than Vanderbilt, might be the toughest basketball job in the SEC. I found that interesting, and that was before all this happened. So, if there's a shred of truth to that, then yeah, Lamont Paris is doing a fantastic job. That's a good team, man, and they are. They are tough. I don't like their brand of basketball. I don't like watching it. Yeah, but they're good. It's yeah. slow, man. Yeah, it's it, really slow. Yeah. It reminds me of more of like the Grant days here because we played really slow well, a lot of the time here, and it was just beat down, beat you, beat you to death the entire game. Yeah, kind of ball, and it's not mine either. I like I like our brand now. Yes, versus that, but I mean they outclassed us here. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, the part I didn't realize till I was doing some homework on South Carolina before that game was that Lamont Paris he, he was under the tutelage of Bo Ryan at Wisconsin, and it was like okay that 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 absolutely tracks because yep. they play a lot like those Wisconsin teams that just grind you, grind you, grind you, and uh, but they win, and that's what you're seeing at South Carolina now. It's a good team. Um, the other guy who impressed the hell out of me yesterday, as much as I was, because I was flipping between uh, Indiana State, because it's rare that I can cheer <laughs> for my alma mater, probably since Larry Bird's era, they haven't been this good. Um, but I was flipping between that because it was on at the same time as North Carolina Duke. Could you imagine if Tennessee had gotten a transfer? We got a good one in Connect, obviously. Harrison Ingram is yeah. he's a beast, yep. man. Yeah. He is so freaking good. I mean, Baycott played great yesterday too, but I mean, to your point, Cloney, you said it early in the show. They they did all that yesterday without RJ Davis doing his typical thing. Yeah. And part of that's because Harrison Ingram is I won't I don't want to say he flies under the radar, but he's not getting all the notoriety there. Everybody talks about yep. Baycott being there forever and then also RJ Davis as he should, deservedly, he's having a great year. But Ingram is, I think, a real catalyst for that team. Yeah, no question. Um, another team I'm very impressed with, now they lo- they lost on a controversial – I won't say it's controversial because it clearly the, the shot from the freshman for Iowa State, the bank shot three to beat Baylor uh, there in uh, – at Baylor on their home court. 
Uh, Iowa State's a very impressive team. Now, at home, they, you, you can't beat them in that play. That's another tough environment. But they went on the road yesterday and clawed back into it and uh, had a chance to win. That's a team, Iowa State, right now, ranked <clears throat> excuse me, 12th in the country. Um, that's where this, this college basketball man is. Again, I think right now, I think UConn has to be the clear favorite. But I think when you're looking at teams like Purdue, North Carolina, uh, I think there, there's about three or four of those teams that want to get right there in that same – tier with UConn they're close uh, but right now I would put UConn certainly uh, in a tier by themselves but man and uh, you, you look at you look at everything and the teams that you know when you, you start thinking about March Madness and seeding and brackets and all that Iowa State's definitely going to be one of those teams they're very guard oriented and that's what you want when you uh when you get into March, man, you, you get guys that can handle the ball, can break down defenses, can make shots, and they, they rebound really well. Um, again, lost uh, by two there. Uh, definitely not a bad loss. Uh, not one that's certainly not one that's going to yeah. harm your resume. Um, but when you, uh, yeah, to, to Bob's point, uh, I was impressed with Baycott yesterday. He played really well, kind of controlled the middle there uh, for a game that, you know, their leader, Davis, just did not, uh, you know, had one of those off nights. Um, you know, perhaps that game's on the road in Cameron. Maybe it's a little bit more of a struggle. But I really like that Carolina team. I think they're – I think they're getting uh, – they're getting some guys starting to develop, sort of like uh, you mentioned about UConn. They've, you know, they've got a, a freshman that's really popping on the scene, and they just these are healthy programs right now. And um, you know, moving moving forward, you know, here we've got arguably our probably I guess our best. I would say that's the best that Triple J's looked in a UT uniform. I. I thought there was, you know, he had some other really good, you know, really good games where he had a double-double and uh, rebounded really well, knocked down some key threes. But I thought the thing with him last night is he he didn't look hesitant on his shot. And sometimes, you know, because he missed a couple of close shots uh, or contested shots with his strength, he ought to at least get fouled and go to the line. And sometimes he plays softer than his uh, – or he's just not locked in. And last night was was uh, man, he was locked in. That's what we need to see more of, um, because again, you know, you get into March, man. The really good coaches, especially, you know, they're gonna look at they, when they've got. Uh, you come out of that first weekend and you win two games, and they've got four to five days to prepare. The really good coaches can look at it and say, okay, these are the sets that they run for connect, and and we're gonna we're gonna take away those double screens and we're going to switch we're going to cause problems for him catching it cleanly coming off of curls or back screens so what can Tennessee do we're going to make the rest of Tennessee beat us and we're going to kind of take him away and keep him no more than 20 points so um but last night was different that that's got to be encouraging uh certainly is in my eyes and in my perspective but um moving forward man the how does the schedule set up uh over these next uh, next few games. Well, okay, so the the next week, but, but let me put a bow on Josiah though, real quick, because what we saw last night was glorious. Obviously, 
that's not that is that's not realistic to assume we're going to see that kind of game from Triple J all the time. But we right. talked about this a lot last week. If he if he's bringing literally, you know, 12 points a game and he's efficient, 12 points, his five, six, seven boards that he always gets, which is overlooked sometimes, and just positive minutes because his leadership, he's out there for a reason. I mean, whether we like it or not, he's out there for a reason. He, yeah. We're comfortable with him bringing the ball up. I was watching that in the South Carolina game. He's capable of doing that like a point forward. So as long as people accept that and understand that when they play LSU – on Wednesday night, he doesn't score 25 that he's washed. You know, pay attention to if he's getting a dozen, if he's getting a dozen and five boards and four assists and, you know, no turnovers and shoots a decent percentage. That's, that's, I believe overall, that's what we need. Okay. If we yeah. can get that from him and Santi and then Zakai produces like he did anywhere near like he did last night on a regular basis. And then obviously connect. I mean, those are all those are all really positive. The way the week lines up is LSU is at home. LSU, I want to talk about that a little later. They smoked Arkansas yeah, yesterday. Smoked them. Absolutely. And I think that's more of an indictment of Arkansas than it is like we've got to be concerned about LSU. Yeah. Uh, and then we have tech then we're at college station next weekend. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, let's go to the uh, we'll go to the phones and then uh, after the call, I do want to discuss some of the uh, uh, Lenardi's uh, bracketology, his projections. Now, his were as of yesterday morning, so he hasn't updated that. Uh, but even on that, I think uh, top overall seed he had Purdue first team out Florida. They didn't help their chances yesterday. Last team in Colorado. Tad Bowles team is uh, that's a Jekyll Hyde team. They're really really dominant at home, away from home. They're going to need to obviously, you know, add some add a few games, uh, win some in the tournament or on the road will uh, enhance their chances of getting a decent seed. Uh, let's go ahead and open it up. Uh, you can join in as well. Uh, 865-546-8200. Let's welcome our next caller here. Welcome into Neutral Zone. Hey, Baskerville, that's the problem with Tennessee basketball is people like you. What? Oh, we're not going to see that kind of game out of uh, out of uh, Triple J anymore. Well, that's the damn problem with Tennessee basketball is because we've not demanded that kind of game out of it. So do you? Uh, I, that's a fair point. Do you think that he's capable of getting 25-26 every game? Hell yes, he is. He's a damn five-star player. That's what he claims to be. Okay. I mean, I I think we being realistic. I I don't know that any UT fan realistically would expect him to score twenty-six, twenty-five. I I think, Jeek. I I think fourteen, sixteen points would would is not asking too much. But doing the li- I'm not, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying come off the damn two to three points a game. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's dude. That's that's yeah. that's a that's pretty. Uh, that's way out in the you know yeah. other horizons from where the 26 points. We're, we're not. We, hey, we, Jeeker, yeah. we're not. We're not accepting two or three points a game either. In that's fact, what we've we're been saying. we've been critical of them. I mean, sounds me like Baskerville's ready to go back there. No, no, you got it all wrong, man. What I was saying was that no, that's not good enough. What we need at least is the the dozen thirteen points a game at least. Yeah, and when that happens, then that's a different kind of team. 
And then you saw last night, if he gets like what he did last night, 26 points, then that's that's an absolutely elite team at that point when he's doing that. It makes takes the pressure off Connect, who still had 16 but looked a little, frankly, looked a little fatigued. And, of course, Kentucky was so focused on keying on him that that opened things up for other people, in my opinion. But, no, Jeeker, we <laughs> – God, no, come on, man. You think I would be happy with him getting a bucket per game and that's it? That's that's not good enough. That's all he's done in the last two months. Uh, yeah, yeah. ever since SEC play started until last night. But you could tell you could tell that the guy came out on the defensive end. That's what got him going was the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was locked in, no doubt. No doubt, he makes a couple of you know makes a couple of his first shots, and you know, hey, look, we've all been there when when you're in kind of a little bit of a you know uh, a lull or or you know kind of in a hole there a little bit, and you you know you knock down a couple of easy shots, or you know you're a wide receiver and you're dropping you know balls across the middle, and you know they a good a good quarterback, a good OC, a good head coach will go right back to you and do something, design something easy. Kind of get your rhythm back, get your confidence built back up. He clearly had more confidence last night than he has these last few. Now, again, moving forward, Jeek, if, if he gives us 12 to 14 points and just doesn't – and brings it defensively and gets some of those tough 50-50 rebounds, that's what I want out of him. Hell, I'd take 26, but I, you don't need that from him. Um, I, I'd just like to see him move around a little bit like he did last night. Yeah, he, yep. He's been like he's been like a dead, dead man at Bernie's. Or what do you call that guy? <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, you know what? But but how much of that? Now I will say, uh, some of that can be attributed to you know you you, you say uh, you know Tex Winters used to the architect behind uh, you know. Uh, Phil Jackson's offense and that triangle, he he would say, look, you know, you cannot in this offense, you cannot just stand around and watch Jordan do everything. You've got you got a position, you got a role to be in, and that's when you started seeing fifty four Horace Grant become a a you know yes a post player with but he would he would come out set high screens he would back screen he could knock down shots from the elbow and that's what that offense does and I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. You want to see guys more engaged, more involved, moving without the basketball. And he looked like a different player last night. I think, you know, and, and go back to the other night when Connect missed those four free throws in the last two minutes, three minutes against South Carolina. And you saw, you know, Rocky Top uh, Insider's very own, they, some of the guys there dropping videos uh, on Twitter, uh, on socials uh, of some of the UT players stepping out there and and. Dalton Connect was the first guy out there working on free throws after Barnes probably chewed their rear end. And then here comes Triple J. Triple J's out there working on his, you know, his shot a little bit. And I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe it takes a little bit of this uh to wake wake a guy like him up. Because if he plays it at with that kind of level of intensity and being locked in, this team can go a long way. Hey Jeeker, quick question for you too. I'd love to get your take on this. It felt like to further Cloney's point, uh that it really was just a different look with Josiah last night. I I have season tickets. I, I watch him on the court in those home games, and he has looked absolutely, sometimes almost, I don't want to say scared, but he's positively playing timid. Last night we didn't see any of that. I mean, he shot, 
Jesus, he shot 18 times last night from the field. That's if you go back, that's that's more shots than he took in like the last four conference games before this one last night. I mean, do you you see that too, right? I mean, you see how like last night he finally I don't know if Barnes got into him or what, but he asserted himself. We haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, and you could tell the first time down the court on the defensive end, he was he was up in people's face. Yeah. Yep. He he finally woke up. He was a tone setter, baby. He was a tone. He was setting the tone for Rick Barnes. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't make vomit. Hey, Jeeker, <laughs> how about a – man, I, I got to ask. Give me a Montana update. How's Montana? And something happened to him oh, that, uh, during a snowstorm. Oh, man. Wound up with a couple big holes in his, in his side. Oh no! Yeah, man. But he's but he's back to he's back to normal now. Jeez, he's, he's running around town again. Back back in yeah maybe uh maybe uh maybe got into a mess of uh, coyotes. Uh. Mm. I don't know about coyotes, but uh, maybe some coyotes. Hey, Jeek, do you want to – we got to get a a break here. Do you want to hold with us or – No, I'm going to cash out. All right, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Hope hope you're doing well and uh, appreciate the update. You've heard of – like I said the other night, time time for Barnes to cash in or cash out. And he finally cashed in, didn't he? Hey, he got him a good one, man. This is a this this looks like a different team. Let's uh let's let's kick the door in and get to a final four. Jeeker, man, we appreciate you. Appreciate the Montana update. And uh we gotta get a quick break right here. More neutral zone coming up. Let me say this though, I and I meant to do the lead the top of the hour there. Uh good uh, good people over uh they helped uh helped me out uh this week, me and my son, but uh uh, up in uh, the Bearden area, if you're ever needing your car worked on, great folks. Uh, formerly Jim Fibbs Auto, good people up there, um, and uh, they were they were bought by uh, a group uh, Carfix and uh, Ryan and the folks up there. Uh, great job! I had to buy a, a car vehicle for my son, and um, they uh, they did a total inspection uh, before I bought the vehicle, looked it over. The great people up there, uh, one of the mechanics that worked there before with Fibs, known him for a while, but they're good people. Um, definitely just wanted to give them a shout-out and a thank you. Car Fix right there in Bearden, formerly Jim Fibs Auto. we got to get a break. More neutral zone uh, right after these messages. Fan Run Radio coming right back. Attention Fan Run listeners, this is Bob Baskerville. Make sure to come check out the Fan Run Morning Show with me and John Reed, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. on 1340 a.m., 105.7 FM, and the Fan Run app. It's your morning go-to for the latest that's happening in the world of sports on Rocky Top and around the country. So join us every morning on Fan Run Radio. Built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game, Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. 
Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. Attention service members and veterans, introducing the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Whether it's fighting for your rights, navigating complex regulations, or seeking justice, at Griffin Law, your mission is their mission. Here's VFL Marshall Griffin. As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. Or visit griffinlawdefense.com. Are you in need of a smile makeover? Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Costa at Knoxville Smiles. And if you're ready to improve your smile, replace teeth that are missing, make your dentures tighter, add implants to your mouth, whatever you may need, we're here to discuss a wide range of easy, pain-free cosmetic and restorative procedures that can create a glowing, radiant smile that you've always dreamed of. Don't wait any longer. The time is now. Call us today at Knoxville Smiles and schedule your appointment at 865-539-1776 or go online to KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit RogersHydrantService.com. Welcome back into the second hour here, Neutral Zone, and Fan Run Radio making it possible right here. Thanks to Aaron Burkos back here. Give him a call. Give us a call. Chat it up with Aaron here, 546-8200. That's 865-546-8200. Maybe you got a song request. Throw it out to uh, Aaron there. He's playing some jams. No no, uh, no Pitbull yet. Not, None of Bob. No, I don't think we're going to get to that today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, one last thing. Uh, this is going back to Jeeker's call. I want to make sure that I'm crystal clear on this. That, yeah, not accepting what we were seeing with uh, uh, Josiah. Yeah. I, my point was temper your expectations too yes. it's like what's the most frustrating thing is to believe that that guy's going to score 25 26 a game moving forward yeah um, yeah that, that'd be amazing if that happens but yeah come on man it's yeah. just, it's just it's not realistic however um it was an encouraging sign what we saw last night and mm-hmm. you know if he can get back to the that josiah that he, he may take a game over here and there. He mm-hmm. did it against North Carolina State before we went into conference play when Dalton was struggling a little. Yep. Um, that's great. That's what I expect. But I also expect all those games in between to be more, again, the 12, 13, 14-point games. 
if that's all happening, this, like I said, this is this team's in good hands as long as mm-hmm. Santi's doing his part, Zakai's doing his part. Connect's points are going to come most of the time. I really believe that. So that's all. Just wanted yeah, to clarify I, that. I agree. Uh, taking a look at uh, Lenardi's um, bracketology, his projections. Again, these were uh, yesterday. Uh, obviously, at ten th- by ten thirty a.m., he posted these before the games. We'll we'll dive into those because I do want. Uh, I do want to throw a couple things in there, uh, including South Carolina team that we've been talking about. Let's uh, let's get a let's get a call in here. Welcome in to Neutral Zone. Go ahead. Hey, good Sunday morning. Hey, man, what's up? It's always good to uh, to hear from you and uh, wake up on a Sunday morning, a beautiful Sunday morning uh, after a huge win over our. Our friends up seventy five in their in their backyard. No doubt, man. I with our with us playing a Tuesday night game, plus getting beat, you know, having that taste in their mouth all week. And the Kentucky what, they went overtime with Florida with one one extra day of uh less rest. I mean and that and just played right into our hands, but I didn't I'm watching the game when when Duke and North Carolina is like taking 15 minutes to finish a 43 seconds on the clock, man. Amen. I don't even know what happened to us jumping out 16 to five. Can you rehash? Have we come out of the gate? Yeah. Well, okay. So you know, clearly I wasn't there, but where I was watching it, it on the ticker from seeing that it it had said that Tennessee game and Kentucky had been pushed back. Well, then they clearly went ahead and started, and it yeah, and it was on. Uh, it was just boom, boom, boom. I, I watched it on. Yeah, it was over on ESPN News. I threw yeah, it over there yeah. just because I was tired of watching Duke. Exactly. Yeah, TR, Duke is Duke. You were right. It took forever to finish that game. And They're on TV more than Leave It to Beaver reruns. I think the first in the first minute or so, it was what Josiah hit a three and Zakai hit a three. Yes, and I mean that was where it started six zero, and then it became eight zero, and. Um, it was it was impressive, and as a matter of fact, I I thought this was gonna, you know, like all Vols fans will tend to do, we got a little bit a uh, little bit ahead of ourselves. It was like, wow, this is gonna be a blowout, you know. But uh, but Kentucky got that. That's when they put Rob Dillingham in. Was when it was sixteen to five, and that that's about probably the time you picked it up. Tr, uh, that Dillingham kids, mm, he's yeah. a, he's a factor, man. He was he played great, but. Uh, uh, we persevered, man. That was a great win. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was such a roller coaster game. We were, you know, we get, you know, like y'all saw it yourself. You know, we get a big cushion, and then Kentucky's like right back in at seven point or five point. What what was the closest around they got to there? I mean, in the inside of four. ten nine minutes yeah, ago, four. I, yeah, I thought it was they four. got with him four, and then uh, we put the put the pedal back on oh yeah four points yeah it was like we called a time after one juncture there it might have been seven points or it could have been four points when we burned a time out there under seven minutes or so that ago. One, yeah that one was a, you're right that was a seven point lead at that point but there were a couple points in the first half where it was four points um we talked about it earlier um that time that Tennessee coughed the ball up and then got it right back, and Cameron Carr threw that alley-oop to Josiah, put us back up six. The other key point, and Calipari said this, um, 
you know, he did, he, you know, there was a little bit of talk after the game with Cal, but it wasn't his typical press conference. But he made the comment that Kentucky had a possession at the end of the first half, down four, and they didn't really get anything worthwhile, you know. And it's like that could have been a big mo- momentum swing, too, if they had hit a two or a three to cut it to two points or one point at halftime, but they didn't. So you're right, though, Tr man. That was that was uh, that was a roller coaster last night. They made it felt like a dozen different runs in that game. Kentucky. I did. know. I was going like, man, if we if we blow this game, I'm just going. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't want to go through that whole experience of blowing something like that. But we didn't, man. I'm I'm just. I, one key play to me in the second half was like Santi was like he he. Turned the ball over, but he he got his composure and and recaptured the ball, and that, we scored on that possession. I thought that was a key uh, play uh, somewhere in the second half. I don't know what juncture, but it, I thought it was a key uh, juncture on uh, Vescovy's part to uh, go get you know just whatever it took, claw and get the ball back into our possession, man. Yeah, no question, T. He um, those kind of wins when you're when you're going on the road in those hostile environments like that, and you you listen, you expect it when you recruit a bunch of four and five star upper echelon athletes at Kentucky and playing in front of, in front of their crowd. They're going to have those runs. You can expect that, but that's a great sign moving forward for us in going into March on the road, hostile environment, and. You get a game, it, it drops to four, and then all of a sudden, boom, man, we, we, we bump it back up to 10-11. That's a great sign of upperclassmen leadership. And they did this without Dalton Connect having one of those games. 16 points, man. Again, you score 103. I would have loved to have taken those odds. Uh, Tennessee was going to score a drop 103 on them without Dalton Connect even getting 20 points. I've been seeing on social media, um, you know, like I've been trolling a little bit on uh, Kentucky Sports Radio, Rupp's Rafters, all that other stuff. <clears throat> Those fans are now saying we should have let Connect get 30 and focus on everybody else. It's like, you know, great hindsight, but it cracks me up. I mean, they, they just – you could tell those fans are just so utterly confused with what happened last night. I mean, it's uh, it's great to see. Yeah, and T, look, you know, there's still going to be some, there's still going to be some naysayers that are going to doubt Tennessee, and you know, even in our own fan base. And hopefully, this will, you know, these kind of wins will will put put that to rest. But you know, there'll be some of the the negavols that'll that'll be nitpicking and and you know thinking oh well this is a you know out the first weekend in the NCAA tournament and but I, I say enjoy this man this is a this is a different team and you've got a you've got an assassin you have a killer in Connect that we've never had and that last night rather than just seeing Dalton Connect every night drop 30 35 36 whatever that was more promising to me and more of a conf- confidence boost for me, who still has a little bit of doubt uh, in in what we're going to do in in the big dance, it, it it's just it's hard not to have that in the back of your mind. But this is different this year, and I believe that. I know I know you do, T. Yeah, it's like you say. Yeah, the body language that was discussed after South Carolina game, or people saying like, "Oh, uh, the, everybody's 
kind of getting frustrated that Dalton's getting all the attention, but last night was a a, a, a big step to erase those thoughts in your mind. Where when you, it was like a total team effort, man. Even you know the the super role players like a Waka and Meshack, you know. I mean, Meshack's got a, a liability at the free throw line at times, but... Yeah, I mean, we're still in a backup point guard, though. Well, he didn't back down when he was trying to get punked out there, and he's like, no, dude, we are here. You know, I'm a youngster like most of the Kentucky players, but, dude, I'm not going to be, I'm not gonna be uh, punked out. I don't care if it's Rupp Arena or wherever, dude. You're, if it's a rebound... And it's going to be mine, and it's not. It's going to be no doubt about it. It's mine. But uh, I appreciate. And plus, he responded on the offensive end too, man. Them two just working his way down, and uh, you know, imposing his will right at the rim, baby. Yep. Hey, well, speaking of tough, uh, Jimmy Dykes posted earlier this morning. I don't know if you saw it. He always gives Tennessee love. I will say that. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little much. But he wrote, Rep Arena was as hostile as I've seen in a long time. Uh, of all hoops, Zakai Ziegler was the toughest dude in the arena. And then he wrote, Kentucky needs Wagner back as soon as possible. These two teams could meet three more times this year. The key- oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Bob, for Ziegler. Yeah, man, he was – He was that. like I say, that the Kentucky defense played right into our hands – uh, I mean, Ziegler's just going to be patient enough to just do what he does from outside and dr- and driving through the hoop, uh, you know, like a Allen Iverson type, uh, maybe you know, but just you know, taking it to the rim and uh, finding that you know they're just not even guarding him or they're not even playing co- close enough attention to him. But I appreciate it, and I appreciate the Montana update. I was kind of concerned there. Yeah. The way Jeeple kind of started that update, but I'm glad all's well that ends well. And uh, y'all enjoy your Super Bowl weekend, man. Go Big Lord! Yeah, you go. All right, T. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. Uh, Super Bowl weekend still got, a week still got away. Another one yeah, left. We, yeah, still got another week left. Yeah, but. we still got a week left. Uh, I believe, actually, both teams uh, arrive in uh, Lipstick City later today. Yeah, so Sin City will uh, will welcome both uh, San Francisco and Kansas City. Uh, uh, Tay-Tay, though, I guess uh, she's on her little tour. I, I saw that was interesting. Uh, she's on her little tour uh, over in Japan, and uh, I think she gets, uh, what, she gets out about uh, about a day and a half uh, she has, uh, and that, that flight is, is incredibly long, <laughs> back over the pond, uh, but you know she's going to make it, uh, they'll get her there to, uh, again, the interesting thing though, I would love to see some odds on Regardless if they win or not, well, I mean, Travis Kelsey catches the winning touchdown. Time expires. As much as it pains me, I'm I'm pulling for San Francisco. But listen, this is a storybook ending. He'll propose to her. The NFL is getting what they want. Don't forget, I, I told you this earlier. At least twice that I've that I've seen, maybe three three reports that uh, Roger Goodell has has literally begged her for a Super Bowl halftime show. And again, she never her her career is not needed it. Um she could buy a couple NFL franchises. Um uh, 
you know, so we do have to get a break. Uh, we'll uh, we'll come back more. Probably our final break right here, neutral zone. Again, big shout out to Fleet Tire, 111 East Woodland Avenue. All your tire needs, they will take great care of you. Fleet Tire, uh, Bob Baskerville in here with us. Aaron Burkoats, you got the clone. We'll be back more neutral zone right here on Fan Run Radio. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway, give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. Yeah, let it breathe, Bo Colonio. <laughs> hey, good good jams bringing us back in here. Welcome back in Neutral Zone. Second hour, final segment right here of the show on Fan Run Radio. 
Bob, we uh, we started talking a little bit about you know the Senior Bowl yesterday, the festivities. Um, Joe Milton, you know, rocket arm, you you were bionic arm. You were you know we're hearing about all that and him, you know touting him all week about his arm strength, but I, the the little things that we saw in the game yesterday and the mistakes and the processing, the things that sort of kind of drove you crazy as a Vols fan this year. And again, I, I said it when, when he, you know, a couple of the plays that he made trying to throw it across the middle of the field, across his body. Listen, there's, there's been one or two of those guys that can do that at the NFL level. One more number seven for the Broncos and players today are a hell of a lot more, Reactive, quicker. Tw- they got more twitch to react on balls like that than uh, than they did in Elway's time of playing. But you actually got to get the ball there. You got to get the ball there. You got to get the ball there. You got to you got to get it there early. I said it a lot of times this year watching these UT games. He was late. He he's late in processing Holding stuff. The ball. Holding Way the ball. Holding the ball. Too damn long. Yep. Too damn long. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Bob. You, uh, what your your thoughts on uh, on bionic arm, Joe? Well, first of all, we were talking about you know the like the workouts they were doing before the game itself. You know, there was a lot of it was so predictable. You could read some of these. You know, there was like a guy who covers the Patriots writing about Joe Milton saying, you know, he can make some noise. You know, he's got great raw tools, and you know, also got. I'm not kidding. Said something like got high grades for his ability to listen to coaches on the sidelines and interact with them. And, you know, because I guess they are measuring all of that from a leadership perspective. But then he was on the field yesterday in like real time action. And, you know, his stats at face value nine of 13 passing for 80 yards. Okay. But he threw two picks. And there was also, I showed you, Clody, just a second ago on social media, one of the passes he threw was like a, like a screen to someone. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the person was in the vicinity and had nobody on him, but the ball hit the ground about two yards before it hit the guy. Yeah. You know who else that reminds me of who had some decent stats at Tennessee but clearly didn't have it between the ears? Our last quarterback before Henry yes. Hooker. JG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at his numbers yeah. at Tennessee. On yeah. paper, they're yeah. incredible. Quarterback yeah. rating, great. Completion percentage, great. But yeah. when you can't throw the ball accurately, it don't matter. Yeah. You yeah. can throw screens all damn day, Yeah, and it doesn't mean a thing. Well, this sentence from Goval's 24-7 summed it up. Both turnovers spoiled promising drives. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, that's the whole thing. This we've been saying it all along. This guy will end up on a on a team. He'll end up in camp somewhere because there is a there's going to be a player personnel guy somewhere who's going to look at him at the combine when he goes off and does all, you know, runs fast enough, has great measurables, looks great in underwear, all those things, and they're going to be like they're going to be convinced like yeah I think we can do something there, uh, and maybe they can. I hope they do, but I just uh, we'll I, see. yeah I just think it's uh, again he is uh, he'll end up on. Because we we talked about this too. He's a he's a good dude. He is a good teammate from everything I've heard. All those things, 
that all matters, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to deliver. And the NFL right. moves at an even faster pace than the college game does. Oh, we absolutely. All know that, so. Windows close yeah, much quicker. So I just yes. can't. I don't know, man. I just uh, I don't see this one ending um, like the way that like some of these scouts think it could. But yeah. That's well, why they get paid and I don't. Right, right, right. Well, we're that's why we're sitting in here and they're exactly. yeah they're. They're uh, they're basically in war rooms and uh, you know on draft day and making the big bucks. Six years ago today, Nick Foles called his shot with the Philly special. That was the uh, is that one of the more memorable plays in a in a Super Bowl? You know where they took down the Patriots. It's the uh, that was uh, it was just a you know I'll, I'll tell you another one that was probably um, was Arizona and when. Uh, Kurt Warner I had to think about it for a second. Kurt Warner throws. They're 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 knocking on the door against the steel curtain against the Steelers, and uh, he throws that pick six. Yep, runs it back over a hundred yards uh, for the uh, for the touchdown. That was uh, that was another one that was just like whoa, man! You, you San Antonio yeah. Holmes just took over that game. Yeah, San Antonio with the uh, the great catch and the, the stretch the corner. Yeah, yeah, Roethlisberger. Uh, but. We do have a uh, we have one last NFL game a week from today, big game. Uh, we'll break it down next week, obviously, as they say scientifically. But uh, what is your all's go to a week out? You're just you're, you're you're thinking, all right, get together with some friends. Uh, what what what's the one food that you gotta have uh, for your Super Bowl get together gathering? Man, I didn't have anything specific till last year, but me and my buddy went and picked up a sack full of crystals. <laughs> Hell of a move for the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! Get you some, <laughs> got you some crystals. Uh, hopefully, some tums to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jake Miller would be a fan. Of yeah, that, Jake. Right? Jake wants Jake. to come to that party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, I, that's a good question. I mean, there's so many things, but yeah. There's one thing I've had before, and my my wife makes them. It's it's real simple, but it's meatballs, but it's in some sort of like kind of sweet and spicy mm. sauce, and yeah, it's it's not it's typically not something I would have any other time, but it feels like Super Bowl. So also those sausage and cream cheese croissants. Oh, you make take yeah. cream cheese and sausage, cook up the sausage, put it in a little crescent roll, and throw it in the oven. That's the way to go, good. man. That does sound good. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I you know, I I'm a big I love you know, I like the you know, good good wings obviously something like oh, that yeah. or or you know, to me I like a uh, my mom uh would always make a it was like a it was this cheesy kind of a nacho cheesy dip but it had like the tomatoes in it, had a little bit of a kick. Uh, I, I love I love oh, anything like that. Rotel. Yeah, it was yeah, like a Rotel, yeah. and she would I mean she would make it like from scratch, and it was just oh it was always phenomenal. But I like I love you know the that's something with me uh, you you a couple drinks a good beer or two or three and some of those salty chips with that and yeah, uh, yeah it's hard to hard to pass up. But I've, um, I've had some Rotel with uh, with sausage in it. Mm, yeah, chopped up. Yeah, my mom used to do that. Mm. Yeah. One one thing's for certain, every single thing we've talked about is like horrible for you. Yeah, it is. That's but, it um, is. But that's it is. it's it's like but a that's holiday, like Christmas, right? yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, but you know, then we you 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 start, you know, you start crunching you, the calories, you you cut out sugars, you cut out a lot of that stuff after, you know, when when you put when you make that, you know, that first beach 
reservation for June, July, and you're like, uh, yeah, okay, well, I, I, yeah, I need to, I need to start, but I'll wait till after the Super Bowl, you know. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, and then of course, uh, hopefully, uh, Punxsutawney Phil's uh, prediction will hold true. Only thirty eight percent accuracy, though. I didn't know if y'all saw that number there. So uh, about on par with uh, you know e- East Tennessee, East Tennessee meteorologist. Oh, I, I, I think at least one more time. Uh, yeah. So I know the uh, TikTok meteorologists are, uh, are are already. Uh, they think cl- we'll get one more big they, snowstorm. They, they think they think month. one more one more at middle to late of this month mm-hmm. um you know i think the farmer's almanac too we're, we're going i mean we're, we're going all over the place here today <laughs> but the, i think the almanac even predicts a march snow here uh, i could be that wrong on that but, we get snow in march yep. here all the dang time it seems like spring break week it's always a snowstorm somewhere right uh so <laughs> as far as uh you know and, and, and next week i'm gonna have a just a plethora of we'll, we'll probably devote the whole second hour to some uh, Super Bowl, some props. Uh, maybe by then they'll there will be a you know does he propose? Does he not? Um, I mean maybe there'll be some something on there. I guarantee you somebody will will have that available on some sports book. There, oh, there, there was one, but oh. it was it was Canada only. Was oh okay, that, all right. That, I, that I, came out earlier in the week. On yeah, that, but, yeah. Uh, and and um, you could only bet a certain threshold. You can only bet a certain amount of money on it. Right. Um, right. But, yeah, I bet you something else will come that's more uh, widespread. And, and I just saw uh, one outlet was actually saying that books are already experiencing um, so much money coming in already on the Super Bowl on the side. It is now up to two and a half for San Francisco. Guys, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not it's, telling you where to put your happen. money. I, I, yeah, I just they're, they're, to me. And listen, I think Brock Purdy played much better last the last game. Uh, but you know, maybe all across the board, there's more overall talent. But I'm telling you, big advantage for Steve Spagnolia, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Big advantage at quarterback, a guy that's been there, he's done it. All the lights, everything there. Uh, let's get a uh, let's get our call in here. We'll probably one more call here. In neutral neutral zone, fan run radio. Uh, welcome into neutral zone. It's me, clone. Who is this? It's Titans Bill. Titans Bill, man. Hey, before we uh, before we let you uh, let you go and dive into this Taylor Swift, I know you're a huge fan of Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> and uh, are you are you excited about seeing her? Uh, in the in the Super Bowl, and and would you rank her? Where would she be on your uh, of celebrities, good looking celebrity, hot 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 girls, hot women? Uh, where would she rank right now for you? She wouldn't wait. She would be zip on my list, and I am not a big Taylor Swift fan. And I'll tell you something, Clone. Even if they do get, even if they, even if her and Travis Kelsey gets hitched. You could rest assured it ain't going to last very long. Because look at all the other marriages that didn't last long when it came to athletic and celebrity. OJ? Joey Heather, Joey Heatherton and uh, Lance Rinsel. How long that didn't last? That, that was no a bust. Idea. Yeah. Another one. 
Um, so as far as performers, though, now who was it you were saying last week was a better performance, uh, performer? Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, yeah. Yeah, no disrespect. Carol Burnett show was fantastic. It was. Yeah. I, w- I would... I would have to say if those two, if those two, if those two ever went against one another, Burnett would Burnett would clean the floor with her. Clean the floor, yeah. And another one I would put on that category: Nancy Sinatra. Nancy Sinatra. And another one I would probably put on there would probably be Shania Twain. You like some Shania Twain? I like Shania. Twain. I do too. I've I've seen her. Uh, I've seen her in concert. I've actually been in the same workout room with her, and there was two bodyguards at the Court South on Alcoa Highway back in the day. Uh, yeah, she's uh, as Philly would say, uh, Times Bill. She's not. She's not too rough to look at. I mean, and then it, it, I'll tell you who, who else would probably outperform um, outperform um, Taylor Swift, and that's Dolly Parton. Oh, I'm glad to see you're finally coming yeah. around to the queen of East Tennessee. Because, Titansville, you were... I remember back in Alco when you yeah. said you weren't a very big fan of Dolly. Well, I'm... St- I, hey. A person can change his mind, can he? Yes, yes they, they can. can. And you're I'm glad you t- came around, T.D. T- Titansville is a... is Listen, there's nothing... He's It's pure, it's pure authenticity with Titansville. If he, if, he, if he misses something or he's wrong about a Titans prediction... He'll own it. He's a he's an upstanding uh, gentleman. I, I, I'm glad to call him my good Christian friend. He's a good good friend of the program. Titans, Bill. How about? Let me ask you though. With Dolly holding the, you know, being anointed the the queen of East Tennessee, uh, is there any chance that the Chancellor Donde Plowman has uh, has that she surrendered that oh, to Donde? I mean Donde Plowman now and Titansville. I know you you I know you like some Donde Plowman. Yeah, I do like Doctor Plowman. Yeah, nice looking lady, a, very very intelligent. I it's, have a name for her, Dashi Donde. There you another go. way of calling her, uh, Chancellor Chanel Number Five. There, there you go, Titansville. Last word from you. Positive words for this Tennessee basketball team. I'll tell you what. I believe we have a good basketball team. There you go. I'm glad you watched it from opening tip to the final whistle. We got to go. Tides Bill, love you, man. Appreciate all the listeners. Appreciate Fan Run Radio. Aaron Burkholz on the board. Bob Baskerville here beside me. He'll be here tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., not 6 a.m., with John Reed for the morning show here. Fan Run Radio. Enjoy your week.